Hello, and welcome to the Nicolas Cage podcast. Uh, it's the show where we take a look at the career of well, Nicolas Cage. And we talk about the, the movies, uh, his starring vehicles, and, you know, uh, take a, a slightly deeper dive into to, to the, the, the psyche of, of one of our most legendary on-screen actors. Uh, my name is uh, Tobias. And with me is my friend and trusted co-host, Christopher. Hello, everyone. Hello. And if, if you think this, this uh, episode sound, we, we sound a little rusty, we're not really sure about what we're doing, it's because it's the first episode. Um, it's not, not our first podcast episode. We, we, we actually did a similar podcast uh, about a year ago. Well, I mean, we started about two years ago, um, called the Adam Sandler Podcast. Um, where we, um, where we, for some reason, decided to watch every Adam Sandler movie before we watched Uncut Gems, and we turned it into a podcast. That was a dumb idea. <laughs> yeah, spoilers. Don't do it. It's Don't worth do it. it. <laughs> Just watch Uncut Gems instead. Yeah. Um. Oh, but you could also, of course, listen to that podcast uh, or, or or watch it on our uh, or my YouTube channel. Uh, there are links everywhere. Um. But yeah, so this uh, this this uh, podcast we're we're starting it off on uh, better terms because unlike uh, with Adam Sandler, I actually like uh, Nicolas Cage, and I'm pretty sure you do as well, right? Yeah, I mean he's not one of my favorite actors, but I always enjoy watching it on screen. So yeah, <laughs> uh, same here. Uh, I I. I well, do, doing research for the podcast, I definitely have gained some some uh, respect for him. But we'll get into that later. Um, so the the podcast is just going to be us talking about uh, his movies, starting from uh, almost the beginning and going up until uh, the end, or or you know whenever he reaches a new a new movie, you know. And uh, we're going to start this episode. You've you've seen the title already. We're going to talk about Valley Girl. Um, he did do two movies before that. Well, one movie and one uh, TV pilot. Um, that TV pilot was impossible to find, at least find any uh, decent quality of. And the first movie was in, he's, I think he's in like two scenes in um, Fast Times in, what's it called? Richmond High? Richmond High, yeah. Right, right. So we decided to skip that one because there's not much to say. He just stands there. <laughs> so we picked this. We picked Valley Girl for the yeah. first for the first episode. Um, so uh, I, sh- I should ask you then: Had you seen Valley Girl before this? No, I had not seen the movie. Uh, I heard of it, especially heard about the soundtrack, but I'd never seen it. Right. Um, I'd actually never heard of it. Uh, I was f- first when we started talking about making this podcast that I that I looked it up. And yeah, the same. Then most people talk about the soundtrack to the movie. Um, so I, I was, I was, and I also heard that uh, Quentin Tarantino thinks it's one of the best love stories ever, or love uh, romantic romantic movies, or something like that. I was like, oh, okay, oh. Um, but uh, it's uh, it's uh, it's directed by Martha Coolidge. It's made. Should say that it's made in 1983. Um, so it's before the PG thirteen. Uh, this is just a trivia. PG thirteen um, rating. So it's an R rated movie for some reason. <laughs> so, mm. uh, uh, 
find interesting. But it's directed by Martha Coolidge, uh, written by Andrew Lane and Wayne Crawford, uh, loosely based on the song Valley Girl by Frank Zappa, uh, at least according to them. I, 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 I think it feels more loosely based on Romeo and Juliet, but we'll get to that. Uh, also, a uh, fun fact, uh, Frank Zappa uh, did not... Well, he, take, he took... Um, oh, what do you say? Uh, he didn't approve of the movie. He didn't no, want his yeah, name he, to be uh, associated with it. Yeah, he tried to sue him. It was like, <laughs> didn't work, fortunately, I think. Um, yeah, and and it's a movie. It's a movie about Julie and Randy. Julie is from the Valley in California, and Randy is a punk from the city. Uh, and they, you know, like it says on IMDb, they are from different worlds and find love. Somehow they need to stay together in spite of her trendy, shallow friends. Um, that's so, a pretty pretty good uh, pretty good description of the movie. <laughs> yeah. So before uh, before you started the movie, I. Guess you did some research, just reading the, what it was about and so so on. Oh yeah, sure. I looked at some of the trivia on IMDb or Wikipedia. So what what do you think? Would you think this was a movie you would enjoy or not? Um, I'm I was pretty sure I was going to enjoy the the um, the aesthetic and the music because I'm um, not not really into like retro in general, but I do like I like like early eighties aesthetic. So I was like, oh, oh I'm going to enjoy this. And I heard some of the, some of the songs that was on it. I'm, I'm a fan of, like, I Melt With You is in the song twice. <laughs> that's one of my favorite songs. I was like, oh, I'm, I'm probably going to enjoy it. Um, but I wasn't, I, th- I thought it looked kind of, I don't want to say, yeah, it looked kind of vapid based on the trailer. So I was like, eh, it's probably going to be fine, but I'm only going to enjoy the music. Yeah. Uh, that was my. That was, was going to be like a middle of the road kind of movie, but um, uh, it wasn't. It wasn't really that. Uh, what did you think? Uh, so yeah, I I heard because uh, I follow a musical reviewer, uh, and he talked about the soundtrack. Um, so and he said this is one of the best uh, movie soundtracks uh, that is not. Uh, made for the movie. Well, the songs yeah, are made for the a, movie. Um, it's not a score; it's a soundtrack. Yeah. So he said it's one of the best soundtracks that, to any movie ever. So mm. I, I actually have the soundtrack on my Spotify, and I've been listening to it for a while, maybe a oh, year. Okay. Uh, and I was like, yeah, it's a good soundtrack. But I never. And then I looked into the movie when, well, I started listening to the soundtrack, and I saw <laughs> the poster and I read the description. I said, yeah, it seems like a. Yeah, a standard '80s romantic comedy. I'm not that interested. So yeah. that that's sort of the same as you. That yeah, it's probably not bad, but probably nothing special. Yeah. Um, and uh, should we? I don't know. There's not really much to talk about story-wise. Like I, I mentioned, um, it it feels it feels like it's riffing on Romeo and Juliet. I mean, even the names I realized uh, wh- while I was watching it. Hey, wait, Randy, Julie. Oh, okay. So yeah. it's, it's it's obviously a Romeo and Juliet inspired story. Yeah, I read I read some interview by uh, the writer or director. I'm not sure if it's writer, director, or director, but uh, where he said that it's 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 not not inspired. It's more of a nod to. It's more like mm. a. a a fun thing, not not oh, that yeah, it was yeah. in mind when they wrote it. Oh, okay. 
No, but yeah, there's there's obvious references, but it's it's not it's not the story of Romeo and Juliet. Yeah, exactly. Because th- there are some scenes in the movie, well, some uh, comments that sound weird. It sounds out of place, uh, just here and there. And I, I was thinking it, when I watched the movie if that was like maybe lines from Romeo and Juliet or something like that. But no, they were just no. weird. So no, yeah, the the only the only one I found. Uh, there are like a couple of references to the Graduate, the mm. the Dustin Hoffman movie, yeah. um, and, and I I only recognized one of them myself. And there there's uh, when um, the 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 mom of one of Julie's friends says plastics is supposed to be a reference to uh, the Graduate, but I, I I didn't get that one. <laughs> oh, okay, yeah, no, I didn't get that either. It was more I did get the vibe though, but. Not that specific. Yeah, yeah uh, because the the movie's pretty straightforward. It's uh, uh, Julie is is kind of a she's kind of a I don't know what you would call her nowadays, like preppy girl or I, I not really an it girl, but I'm not sure. But I think Valley Girl is still a thing. Yeah, yeah, yeah. Well, sure, so. sure, it is. Um, um, but all, all her friends, you know, they they. Uh, they they dress the same. They all go to the same parties. They all listen to the same music. But then, um, um, a co- coincidence or a destiny strikes, and uh, Randy's friend. Uh, I don't remember the name of. He was only in a few scenes in the movie. Um, uh, Fred Bailey, right? Fred Fred Bailey. Fred Bailey, yeah. yeah. Um, he overhears that there's gonna be a party in the valley. We gotta go. I've seen the babes. <laughs> Um, so they go to the party and they they stick out. Nobody wants to talk to them. They don't wear the trendy clothes. But then, of course, uh, Randy and Julie lock eyes, and that's uh, the rest is as they say history. Yeah. Um. So yeah, I I mean, as we said before, this is a uh like forty year old year forty year old movie. So we're just gonna spoil it, right? Oh, yeah, sure, yes, yeah. sure. So, and I mean, it's it's a romantic comedy. Guess what? What? They fall, in, they fall in love. They have, towards the end of the second act, they kind of break apart. But then they live happily ever after in the end. After a romantic gesture. Yeah. Wow! Big surprise! <laughs> so, now, after you've seen the movie. Yes. What do you think of it? What, what, not the score, just did you oh, like sure, it? Yeah. Uh, yes, I enjoyed it uh, a lot i not like i wouldn't call it like an amazing movie but i i really liked it a lot yeah. more than i thought i would so uh, uh and uh, uh i i don't know maybe we'll we'll get in more to that later but the, the big draw for me was uh nicolas cage he oh, yeah. was he was amazing. <laughs> uh, it was a couple, I don't I don't know if I had I, I got like a like a a, a a slight man crush which I've never had before. <laughs> but it was just something about Randy the character. Um, it made me like almost like giggle every time he he showed up. I I got I got the um why why Julie liked him. There was and there was definite chemistry between them on screen. I think. Yeah, I mean, I I agree with you, uh, but I did not like this movie. <laughs> oh, okay. <laughs> uh, so I I think yeah, it technically it's great. Well, the directing is is not bad. It's there. It does what it should. Nothing more. Nothing less. 
Um, yeah, sure. the, the soundtrack is great, obviously. Uh, the actors are amazing most of the time, not always, but specifically the, the two main characters. Yeah. Uh, but I think their writing was so lacking, and I... It, oh, yes. Throughout the I movie, mean... through, I, I'm not just talking about, like, the um, dialogue. I'm Overall, it felt like the movie kept telling us that they are in love, but I didn't really feel it anywhere <gasps> in the movie. Really? Was, okay. Yeah, because they were like, they looked at each other, and then they went on sort of a date, and then we had a montage, and then they yeah. sort of break up. It's, uh, okay. And the movie said, yeah, so they've been a lot on dates now, and they are really in love. Oh, really? So what do they like to do with each other? Well, making out. Anything else? No. What no, do they like it's... doing? Nothing. It's, it's it's puppy love, though. I mean, it's it's not like a serious uh, romantic story or anything. Yeah. No, but I mean, it's. I just I just couldn't buy it, and then there was these, a lot of things that just was weird. I mean, if you look at it from any other point of view, first of all, Julie is like the one of the worst people. You think? I mean, she didn't make any decisions throughout the entire movie. Entire movie, she talked with someone and said, should I be with him? And they said, yes, and she would. Or she, they said, no, and she wouldn't. That's oh, entire sure, movie. Yeah. She never made a decision in any situation. She just asked people what they thought, and then she ran with it until someone said some the opposite. Yeah, and, that, that, I, I, I'll, I'll agree to that. Yeah, and, and there but was she, like... She's torn. She's torn. She doesn't know what to think. Yeah, look, I, the worst is when she's like talking with her father at at sort of the third act of the movie, because there. So she has this old boyfriend that she breaks up to breaks up with at the beginning of the movie, and yeah, then sort of gets sort of sort of get talked into getting back together with him. Yeah, by her fucking friends. Yeah, uh, and then uh, then she talks with her father after that. Or 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 just before that, and asks him, "Who should I be with?" And he's like, "Yeah, you, you should decide that. So, who do you want to be with, Randy? Okay, so uh, you don't want to be with friends? Yeah, I do want to be with friends. So, what are you gonna do? I want to have. I need to be be with the ex. Okay, so you want to be with the ex, and that's the scene. Yeah, but he <laughs> he, he, he he's trying to make her." Make the right decision. Yeah, and she not, not she like... refuses to make a decision. She just refuses. Well, she does. She t- she tells Randy that I can't see you anymore when you know, when he when he shows up at the door and she says, "Why don't you, don't you ever call before?" Yeah, and then at the end he shows up and says, "Do you want to be with me?" And he she says, "Okay, now I do." I I swear. But she if, she always the... wanted to. That was the whole thing. I didn't feel that. That's the problem. I didn't feel that. <sighs> okay. After I, the f- I, I... after the first like date night, because I I sort of get the feeling in the first date night, but after that, I didn't feel it at all. She she oh, always okay. sensed like she didn't want to be anywhere. <laughs> I I I don't know. Maybe I got swept up in the in the in the romance of it. I I thought they had definite chemistry, and um, while yeah, there is there's not a lot of substance to it other than the first. The, the meat cute and then yeah the the extensive montage in the middle mm. um and af- basically after that they do more or less break up after th- and then it's him trying to get her back 
Um, that's that's about it. So yeah, there's not like there's not layers to it. But I, I mean, I wasn't I wasn't expecting that either. Um, no, I, so I I, I, I I just I just I just I just every time every time you know after they broke up and every time he tried to do that like his friend said like ba- Bailey said the the big romantic gesture when he showed up everywhere it was like just. <laughs> Just go to him. I get swept up in it. And that's um, also that's that's I'd say not the movie's fault. It's more my fault because I go by today's standards. And that was fucking creepy, um, though. Yes, He's, yes. Him it's... sleeping in a sleeping bag outside of her window, yeah, without she knowing. Uh, it that's... hasn't aged very well. Uh, uh, I mean, parts of it hasn't <sighs> aged very well. I mean, uh, overall, I think it's it's a timeless. Uh, kind of story, love story, but uh, yes, mm. details have aged very poorly. Um, uh, the 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 boyfriend, the the first boyfriend, Tommy, played by Michael Bowen, uh, mo- more or less uh, like minutes after being broken up uh, by, uh, by 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 uh, Julie by Deborah Foreman, um, he he s- sort of kind of rapes one of her friends. Um, yes, yeah. Uh, not really, but it's more like sexual assault. But I mean, it's borderline. Yeah. And even there's even a scene like, oh, I won't tell if you won't, and then he just leaves her there. It's yeah. Like, oh, what the fuck? Let's also think. Why did they make a scene out of that? If they, because that could have been a great subplot. This, yeah. Because because we saw with that friend that she was uh, never speaking out against, but never speaking speaking for dumping Randy. From yeah. that point no, on, yeah, she, she was she was conflicted because of what happened, but yeah. they, didn't, they didn't they didn't do anything with it. That's no, they, true. Yeah. they could have really done something. Oh, definitely not, not yeah. great, but uh, another Some... layer or something with it. Yeah. Um, Same thing with the the other guy um, who was who had a he had a crush on one of the friends, but he was also kind of into her mom. Yeah, that was just um, weird. the whole the whole graduate subplot which i yeah. i thought was going to end in him getting together with the mom but then he, he sleeps with the friend the, yeah and i, the I think that was uh, like that's what the movie was trying to they was trying to create a twist <laughs> in a way yeah that didn't work it was just cuz when he once again aged very poorly or just it was not even okay back then he just sneaks into their house yeah. um and goes into her 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 bedroom and he, he sees someone is in the shower it's like oh that's the mom but then it was the daughter, and they they had sex. And it's like what? And then we never see that that storyline yeah. ever again no. in the movie. They're barely in the movie after that. No. But I did... <laughs> the same thing with uh, with um, uh, Randy's friend Fred Bailey. He has kind of a, a th- will they won't they going on no. with one of the other friends, Susie. I don't I don't no. remember the names. But I do have, and uh... they they kind of get together in the end, but there's not really anything to it. Yeah, sort of. But I I do. I did some research and I found where I think the reason for these weird things. Okay. Uh, uh, I don't know if you found it, but uh, the studio gave them uh, a requirement that at least four pairs of uh, breasts needed to be in the movie. What? Yeah. The studio <laughs> okay. said, said more or less, you can do whatever you want, but there needs to be this many pair of breasts in the movie. We need and, to see more naked bodies. Yeah, because yeah. apparently, uh, from the director's um, director said in an interview that the the studio thought of this movie as an explo- ex- uh, exploitation. Yeah, 
movie. Oh, okay. And okay. that this was just a movie where the naked and the tits was the important part, and the sex, and all the all oh. plots were didn't matter. And so they said, do whatever you want, as long as we get this much naked. And that's why <laughs> it's an, like uh, not R-rated, but yeah. Uh, Jesus. Okay. But then apparently from Martha's own mouth, uh, I I think that's it feels a little um, exaggerated. But apparently she says that when she showed the movie to the uh, executives, they after the movie they ex- uh, they st- all stood up and said, "What? This is a real movie." <laughs> uh, not sure about that part, but that's what, what Martha said. So yeah. <laughs> And I think these weird subplots that didn't go anywhere would just to get those naked scenes without oh, actually okay. making the main characters do anything that was off for the script. Huh. Probably. Not saying it's a good thing, but it's an explanation. No. I yeah, think. yeah, yeah. Oh my god. Well that that's 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 then something that you you would hope has ha um has has aged poorly, but that's yeah. Uh, we um, on the other podcast, I have the spoiler cast, which you can check out, you know, on all major uh, platforms. Um, uh, we, uh, me and my sister, who who's my co-host in that one, we talked about the movie Jennifer's Body. If you remember mm. that one, with yeah. um, uh, whatever her name is Megan Fox. That was the same thing. the The director of that one, Karen Kusama, she wanted to make like a like a serious movie about uh, um, like the aftermath of like sexual abuse. Um, but the, the, the studio is like, yeah, but we got Megan Fox in the, in the lead. Could you make it more sexy? And she was just like, what the fuck? That, yeah. uh, I don't know if, if, have you seen Jennifer's Body? Oh yeah, several times. It's okay, one, yeah, of, there's it's this... one of my favorite movies. Not, okay, not yeah. top 10, but it's, it's up there. It's up there, yeah. And there's this weird disconnect between the, like, serious and the more, like, campy parts of the movie. Mm. Like, sometimes you feel like this, there's like... There is there is meaning behind this, and then sometimes it's just like, oh, she, now she's just a sexy monster who kills people. And that's that's why I love that movie because it switches so fast between things. <laughs> it's like uh, if you go back and watch like the old, uh, I don't know, like Buffy for example, also yeah. switches between like super campy and very serious in between scenes and just one hard cut. And I I yeah. like that uh, exposition. No, okay. exposition. not exposition. Um, uh, yes. Um, whatever the word is. Yes. Yeah, that word. That word. <laughs> uh, yeah. So that explains at least these weird sub- subplots in Valley Girl. I yeah, think. yeah. Because some of them feels like it's ripped straight. The, the part where he sneaks into the house and sees her showering, I was like, oh, this is a porno. Yeah. Juxtaposition. Without, without the that's what I was juxtaposition. For. Yes, yeah. yes, yes. <laughs> all, all that's missing in that because there's. Uh, Quite the not not ex- explicit sex scene, but I mean, all that's missing is basically penetration, and it is porno yeah. in that scene. So uh, it makes sense now. <laughs> yeah, uh, the, I think the only nudity nudity in the movie nudity, that yeah. actually made sense for the plot was uh, Randy's ex or something, Randy's friend. <laughs> oh right, right, right. Yeah, the the girl he makes up with. Yeah, in the, in the bathroom of the club. Yeah. Yeah. Because uh, that that really shows his uh, it is the 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 male thing in a way. Uh, yeah, w- yeah. After being broken up with, I'm gonna drink a lot. I'm gonna have sex. Uh, and I mean, <laughs> and then yeah. I'm gonna regret it. <laughs> yeah, 
exactly. A pick fights. Yeah, he pick fights too. He checks all the boxes. <laughs> yes. Yes, like, I'm not saying this is groundbreaking work. I'm just saying I like it. <laughs> yeah. I mean, the, again, the character, uh, the actors, great. Great, uh, yes. I, spe- I really like the uh, Julie's oh parents. God. Uh, yes, they were they were very very progressive for such an old movie. I like mm. that. I, I I heard that that was a thing. I read uh, Roger Ebert's review of this movie from 1983. Uh, okay, and he said that uh, apparently this movie was a, a fresh breeze uh, in the comedy romantic comedies at that time because that was the first time. This was one of the first movies where. The parents actually acted as parents did in 1983. Ah, didn't act like 50s parents. Exactly. Ah. And, and and I think so. I think that's why you like them. Uh, at least those two. Yeah, yeah. Um, they can they kind of felt like I don't know if you would call like typical rom- teen romantic comedy parents, but they reminded me of um, the parents in uh, East yeah, ECA. ECA. Yeah. yeah. Yeah, I was thinking uh, of that too. Okay, yeah, because they're very similar, like very understanding, very progressive. Mm. Um, or I saw a movie a while back. Uh, the fuck was it called? Big Time Adolescence, where the parents also they're mo- they're a little more conservative, but they're also like they're trying to understand their teenage son mm. uh, in his crazy escapades. Um, so if it, it kind of felt like um, uh. Like, this might have been then an inspiration for future romantic comedies. Maybe, I don't know. Uh, maybe. Uh, so, just quickly, what do yes. you think about the ending? Um, well, since since I, I the movie made references to The um, uh, the Graduate, I thought they were going to do s- sort of a same similar thing. Like, oh, yes, we're going to run away together. And then, like, now what? Uh, like when the fairy tale ends, oh, are we still gonna hang out or you know? Because huh? it, 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 but no, it just ends like oh, they run away and they they sit in the the uh, the limousine together. Now it's over, <laughs> yay! Everyone's happy until the driver says, "Hey, didn't you like Tommy?" And she will say, "Yeah, I I do." When then goes back to Tommy. <laughs> no, no, she won't. <laughs> uh, but she uh, loves but I was I was thinking more of the prom scene. Uh, yeah, it was. It felt a little rushed, and his ultimate like uh, the proof of love was beating up her her ex. Yeah, it was. It's just like oh, okay. Even even for this movie, it felt kind of off because yeah, all that happened was that he snuck into their prom, started a fight with her boyfriend. Yeah, and that's that's it. That's, that's then it. they left. Yeah, it, I mean. I mean, I think this might also be that it just hasn't aged very well. That like now it would be more romantic if he tried to be the the calm and cool one, and he like defended himself against uh, uh, what's his name, Tommy. Yeah. Uh, but here, I guess it's more like I got to show that I love her by beating him up. And that yeah. was like more that more more of a thing back then. I mean, maybe it is possible. Uh, yeah. It's like six years before I was born, so I don't know. Yeah, so uh, maybe maybe that was the more romantic way of doing it back then. I'm, yeah. I'm not sure. I just, I just, I just, it came from nowhere. Yeah, a little it, bit. Cause, it felt cause a little the things, rushed. The things he did before was at least somewhat clever. Uh, yeah. Like, like <laughs> getting a lot of jobs that 
that she would interact with him, like at a at a movie theater and uh, fast food fast place. Food place. Yeah. Uh, and then I like that. I like that. That part was funny. I like that. Yeah, that was kind of that was kind of funny. That's true. Uh, kind of creepy that she he knows his her entire schedule though, but still, kind of funny. Uh, yeah. <laughs> but the ending was just it just felt so off. I don't know. Yeah, it, it felt it felt like oh, we just needed to end now, and uh, he runs away with her after beating him up. Oh, okay. Yeah, I mean, at least, at least, because I don't think they said anything to each other. Uh, no, Randy and Judith yeah. in in the at the prom. No, she she is or just Julie. like like you mentioned. Um, she's very passive. Mm. Uh, in in the end. Um, but yeah, they could have done something. I mean, if if it was made now, which I know they did a, a remake, but I, I don't think either of us watched it. Um, no. So I, I wonder how that one ends. I feel like because that's a musical, it would probably end with a big music number. Like maybe he mm. takes the the mic away from the the band who's playing at the prom, and he's like, "I love you, Julie. Yeah. I'm singing you so." And then they have a dance battle. <laughs> yeah, some, yeah, some that, but that that would have been better, like a, a grand gesture of love that didn't in, involve him beating someone up. That yeah. would have been better. <laughs> I also like that they just jump into Tommy's limo that to- Tommy paid for, and the yeah. limo driver is like, "Oh, okay, sure." Some random kids jumped in back. I'll just take them. <laughs> yeah, but he, he gets it, man. It's destiny. <laughs> yeah, I, I mean, yeah. It, there's a lot of I can't. It, I don't hate it. Uh, but I can't see how anyone would put this as favorite on any top ten list ever. Uh, I can't. I can't find any top ten list where I would even conceive of having this. Um, uh, maybe not in the top, but I would. I could. I could. I could put it in like my 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 favorite romantic comedy list definitely really like. yeah yeah that's despite its flaws i mean i racked a lot of that up to it to being made in the early 80s and it, 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 despite the producers uh, trying it not turning into a into a the tna movie mm. uh, I, I i yeah i i can see why why people remember this movie not just for the the soundtrack but that's Probably the, the why most people remember it because the soundtrack is great. I did saw an interview with uh, Kevin Smith interviewing uh, Nicolas Cage about this movie, or well, they oh, talk okay. talk a little about this movie. It's not it's I, just like four minutes or long or something. Okay, where Kevin Smith is, he said, "Yeah, that the power you gave to this part and this that movie it really changed me and really it really made a mark on me." And it's like, how? How could this? I, 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 I can don't see get if it. you're a teenager back then, if you're the same age as them, if you're born in the yeah. mid '60s, I get it. Yeah, I mean, um, maybe there is such a culture difference, both in America, in LA, and in the '80s, that I just can't understand. It is possible. Uh, oh yes, there's definitely a definite cultural barrier, but also because yeah, the the times have changed so much yeah. since then. From from my point of view, the only reason this movie is even remembered at all is Nicolas Cage is in it and <laughs> the soundtrack. That's that's the only two reasons I can see why anyone would ever remember this movie. Okay. From no, my yeah, point yeah, uh, yeah. No, I um, I I I got like I said, I got really into it. Like I I was I was giddy every time uh, Nicolas Cage showed up. Uh, I. I, I felt the attraction definitely, which uh, I I I read um, that uh, that Nicolas Cage did as well. Uh, that a lot of the the scenes where he's supposed to like uh, 
look smitten by by um, by Julie was was real because he kind of had a crush on her <laughs> in in real life and like wrote poems for her and stuff. Well. So uh, I, that 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 must for for me. Uh, I think I think that must be why the, the chemistry is so good because I I really felt the chemistry between them, even though she's kind of a wet blanket. But I you know, <laughs> I get I, for just like just like he's so different from all the other guys uh, that she she's she's used to. He uh, she's obviously very different from all the girls he's used to, even though we don't really get that perspective in the movie. It is definitely. Um, it it feels. I mean, it's it's written by two guys but it is directed by a woman mm. so it, it feels like it is more from the female's perspective at least to a certain degree which is also uh unusual at least back then mm. then it's 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 a it's a very light uh very light on 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 that perspective but at least it's there some a little bit so and I, I like that um instead of it it's, it's not it's not a movie about randy it's a movie about julie yeah, I would say. Uh, so one alternate thing that I was talking with my girlfriend after we watched the movie, and mm. she brought it up, and I think that would have been a really interesting movie uh, if we took the entire movie just as is, more or less. Yeah. And we just cut out Randy, and we okay. just see everything from her and her friend's point of view. Yeah. And see from th- so we we see this. That she just disappears, and then she starts wearing different clothes, and she starts <laughs> not coming to parties, and then we put it in like a sort of a drama or a thriller yeah. way of watching it. Because if we don't see their dates, it seems kind of like a toxic and weird relationship, especially if we end it with he appearing for the first time in a movie and beats up Tommy and they leave. <laughs> Well, of course. Uh, yeah, I, I, that that would be kind of funny, and I, and I get that. I, I, um, I, I'm just saying that would could have been an, an interesting move if we if we made it today and just use this script to create this kind of weird thriller drama movie about this psycho guy, and we are always in the dark of is he a bad guy, or is he a good guy? Uh, is the fr- and and we flesh out the friend stories and these things. Mm. Uh, I think that could have been a really great movie, actually. But uh, but I guess, I mean he doesn't really she doesn't really do anything dangerous other than I guess staying out until the sun comes up the first time. No no, no. and and that's the, the movie is ambiguous. It's not a, it's not really a toxic relationship. No no, I, I'm not saying it is. I'm I'm meaning it's ambiguous. And if we see how the friends are talking to Julie, like oh, okay, uh, like you're never with us anymore, and you're you're not at the same parties, and you go to the bad part of town, town, and yeah. you're starting to dress weird and talk weird. That's an, another interesting detail. Uh, there are I don't I don't remember how many, but there are a few fucks in the movie. Yeah, and one of them is said by Julie, and that's after she has hung out with Randy a lot. <gasps> oh, so he like. Uh, Rubs off on her, so I, I think that's a nice detail just in the writing. Yeah, yeah. Uh, but I mean, these things, and and we we put him put it so we watch from their point of view, and we never actually know if he is a good guy. If the if the friends are just creating things out of <coughs> nothing, uh, think think of the the song "What's He Building in There" in, with Tom Waits. Oh, sure, yeah, yeah, sure. We put sure, it like sure. that that point of view. <laughs> yeah. Um... 
Yeah, but then then it feels then it feels like the move would be very biased. Um, oh yeah, since we since we only get one point of view, and yeah, then he would he would look kind of bad. Yeah, but I, that, I, I but I I see I see it more like like her. Um, cause she. Oh yeah, I'm, I'm not, not saying I'm not saying the movie as the movie that exists is bad or that he is bad or he is toxic or anything. I'm just saying it, it's an interesting thought experiment. I'm not I'm not putting okay. those judgments on him. I, he is a I would say he's a good guy. He she and her friends are the problem. Uh, yes, he's yes, yes. just trying to live his best life and with and not being rich. Uh, yeah. Apparently. <laughs> Nicholas Cage because he's Nicholas Cage even back then he yes. like he lived in a, his car during the shoot of this movie to get in the mindset of <laughs> Randy nice <laughs> and i think yeah so so I, I, i'm not saying that he is bad i'm just saying it would have been an interesting movie a yeah more interesting uh, yeah. movie uh, okay if we okay. put in some more layers and some more mystery in the movie sure 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 but it I'm is. Just, just... It is a movie from 1993. So what do I? <laughs> yeah, exactly. Um, yeah, but but yeah, I just I just I, I I I couldn't I couldn't see it because I thought her her friends and all all the people they're just so they're so sh- yeah like they say shallow yeah. and vapid yeah. and like no he he's a breath of fresh air. <laughs> um, that 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 would go. I mean. Once again, I don't know how, if they did that in the remake, but like, add add um, something like because this is obviously like him being um, uh, the big change in her boring, shallow life. But it would also be interesting if if she um, if she changed him in some way, which he doesn't. Yeah. Well, there that, is that, that could have added a bit of depth to the story. There is, She's the only one that changes. There's one scene in like the montage that sort of hints on that him she's she's changing him, uh, mm. where he has some kind of shirt and he looks really uncomfortable when they're in the mall. Oh, okay. And, yeah, and, and sure, I sure. it it got the feeling that she was trying to shop for him or something, but yeah, it didn't yeah stink. He, he's he's trying to fit in maybe, yeah. but. I I was definitely waiting for the 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 grease twist. That was what I was. Yeah, yeah, for. yeah, 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 yeah. Exactly. <laughs> Especially when when the friend is just like, I have this plan. We have to do this. I have this big show plan. Uh, and I thought that was that he should dress up as one of those guys. <laughs> yeah, exactly. But no, man, you got you gotta cast off the shackles of of preppiness <laughs> and be with the real cool guy. Yeah. But but yeah, it is this. It is a weird thing. This movie just if 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 you set yourself in the mindset of the preppy kids, uh, that that they are so in their own thing that they can't even handle that to be at that part of town. Yeah, exactly. Uh, it's, it's weird. It's kind of weird. <laughs> Oh. Yeah, they're they're like n- nobody wants to even like look at them at the party. Yeah, um, but I mean, when they drive, they just drive to Hollywood, and it is the same town. It's just the same yeah. city. Uh, well, it's a big city, but still, it's just another part of the city. And they were like, oh, "We can't be here." It's, oh no! Yeah, and I, I, that's also kind of funny because uh, like Valley people aren't even the 
the the the rich uh, the rich snobby types in in uh, in Los Angeles that's that's over in the hills in like Bel Air yeah so valley people are basically just like the same as city people just that they live outside of the city so yeah they are like the like, are they like upper middle class sort of um yeah sure yeah middle class upper middle class so um it's not like because in in Karate Kid that's a big thing he's from the valley she's from the hills. She lives up there. He lives down there, you know. Oh. Um, but here it's just they all live down there, but in different parts of it. <laughs> <laughs> yeah. Uh, just another thing that uh, also annoys me, sort of, with Julie. Mm-hmm. <laughs> um, that's kind of fucking mean and weird of her when they go with the first on the first date. Yeah, and she more or less forces her friends to go with them. Well, I, I mean, gotta I, say, I mean, I get the thing that it's, it's a, smart to be two girls yes. and not to be alone. I get that, but That's she's a like very responsible thing to do, actually. Yeah, but still, <laughs> so I need to go with this guy, and the friend is like, I don't wanna. So yeah, you come on, hang with me, and more or less, and she's adamant that she doesn't want to be there. And then they go to the club, and she's like, I don't want to be here. Come on, we're gonna be here now. And then they go up and park at like uh, some high location, a makeout spot, and yeah. this random guy from her point of view, the friend's yeah, point yeah, of view, yeah. is chasing her around the car, and she's like, <laughs> "I want to go home. It's yes. fucking morning." And, and Julie yeah. just looks at her, rolls her eyes, oh, okay. And then they go home, and the sun has come up. The friend yes. was out with her for like. 12 hours, no, but like maybe 8 hours, and Julie didn't even say thank you, and just said, you need to do this. It's That's kind of crappy of her, come on. Yes, and that's that's why they needed to flesh out some of the B-plots, especially then the, 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 the friend's romantic side plot. Like, if there was at least a spark between them as well, uh, so that she wouldn't just be horrified the entire night. Yeah. While, yeah. while Julie's making out with Randy, yeah. Um, but 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 I gotta say that's a that's a that's a that's a, that's a good friend move though to like, <laughs> I'll I'll go with you so you won't be you won't be abducted and raped. Yeah, that's that's good. <laughs> yeah, I mean, yeah, you should even do if she that, does it but... reluctantly. Yeah, yeah, yeah. <laughs> it's kind of a bros before hoes, but the girl version, whatever that is. I don't know. I'm not a girl. <laughs> uh, yeah. Uh, I don't think I have anything else to say about the story. No, not not really. Um, yeah, haven't hasn't aged perfectly. Some some B plots that should have been fleshed out. Yeah. That's about it. Yeah. Well, let's uh, uh, let's talk more about Nicolas Cage. <laughs> the, but the I mean, Cage I mean, first podcast. of all, uh, are we gonna yes. go with the score maybe of the movie? We should do that first. Yeah, yeah. If we're sure. gonna, if, we, if we're gonna go past the movie, so sure, sure. Um, you first. Yeah. Uh, so I'm gonna give this a weak six, strong five. I'm gonna go with a five. Okay. Yeah. Um, and I'll I'll uh, I'll give it a solid seven. Solid seven. Yeah. Not 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 great, but I'm definitely gonna watch it again. Yeah, I I would I'm, definitely. I'm already. Not. Looking into uh, getting the the, sh- the Shout Factory uh, Blu-ray uh, collector's <laughs> edition. Yeah, but um, I, I will I will though listen to the soundtrack a lot. Oh yes, yes, so. yes, yes. <laughs> um, yeah. Uh, another thing that I just uh, found out just 
uh, watching the I, uh, looking at the IMDb page. Mm. A reason why this is a perfect place for us to start this podcast. Uh, this is the first movie where he is credited as Nicolas Cage. Yes, exactly. Yes. So the the movies before that this was not a Nicolas Cage movie. No, yeah, I know that he was he was Nicholas Coppola in yeah. uh, Fast Times at Ridgemont High. Yeah. So, yeah, and this is uh, another another trivia. This is also his 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 first and uh, last movie uh, before he had his teeth fixed. Oh, okay. Yeah, <laughs> I did notice his te- teeth doesn't look like they do now. No, he has he has perfect Hollywood teeth, but in yeah. this one they're kind of yeah look yeah. like regular teeth. Yeah, I've, yeah, they're never, not bad. Never, no, no, I've never even thought of that until I, I uh, read that and then l- looked at his teeth. Then specifically in this movie, like, oh, okay, yeah, they're different. <laughs> he he knew all the way back then. He knew I'm gonna be a star, man. Yeah, I gotta I gotta fix my teeth. Uh, yeah, but mm. yeah. So what? What more? More specifically, then, mm. uh, Nic- Nicholas Cage. We already mentioned that we already could kind of. Uh, um, detect a bit of craziness. Yeah. What What did you think of him in, uh, as Randy? I mean, he did a great job. Uh, there was these, there was this small, very very small moment of pure Nicolas Cage that you could see. The, yes. The, the Nicolas Cage, like the screaming and the crazy Nicolas Cage, just a few flashes of it. Yes. Uh, that when he when he when they break up and he's drunk. Yeah. And he's walking towards the club, and he's he's supposed to be crying, but it's more like oh, yeah. all the way. There, there's also <laughs> these weird screams he does when they uh, go to the club the first time, the first night they meet, when they yeah. go driving the car, and he screams at people that he sees on the street that he, he knows, <laughs> and he yeah. does these weird just sounds that doesn't really, <laughs> yeah. Yeah, it's um the 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 more the more you because everyone everyone you know knows knows about Crazy Cage you know because mm-hmm. he's crazy nowadays, but um, the more you watch his older stuff, which I I haven't seen a ton of his old old stuff, um but like it it was it was always kind of there and like right from the beginning now we see it it's it's there yeah it's subtle but it's there, <laughs> <laughs> um. I I I I, well, I thought he he did, he did a great job. Like I said, I I I, I was s- completely smitten by by him as as the character. Um, the the one thing is like I couldn't really because he's supposed to be like a not like a punk rock punk, but he's more like a new wave ish kind of punk. Yeah, they just call him a punk because he's from the city. Um, because he has the the the. His well, his friend has the suspenders, and they both have the kind of flock of seagulls hair, and it's it's dyed in different colors. Um, he 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 sells it like with his acting, but he do, he doesn't he doesn't look the part. There's something about him, something about his look that I was just he's not a real punk. <laughs> there was just something I don't know. Really, I I I didn't get that at all. I, okay, I, I, I bought it. Said, he sold it. He sold it with the acting, but it was just oh. when I just looked at him, I was like, "No." <laughs> uh, I I did also read about uh, his chest hair. Hair is kind of weird in this movie. Okay, yeah, I, I, I didn't you... notice. Okay, because uh, there's like his his <laughs> uh, his chest hair is is uh, shaved in a V neck. 
Oh, okay. Yeah. You can, you can right, see the it when it... Scene is, uh, the first scene is uh, in, uh, just in uh, uh, what's called swimsuit. Yeah, in, uh, and you can see the it there. Yeah. Uh, oh, so, I didn't. I didn't think of that. <laughs> I, I was there. I was like, that looked weird. And there are a few times when you he he has like a button-down shirt and a few buttons are open, and you see this sort of weird V-neck, like it's a <laughs> a, a hair T-shirt under his shirt. <laughs> it looks really weird. Uh, so okay. apparently, uh, the director uh, asked him to shave his uh, his his hair, his chest hair, because he looked too manly to be an eighteen-year-old. Ah, okay. Uh, <laughs> Nicolas Cage sort of refused. Uh, well, yeah, because he, he was 18 when he made this. Yeah. 18 or 19, yeah. So they made a... Uh, so they decided that he would shave shave it down so it wouldn't look... Uh, it wouldn't uh, stick out of the shirts. And that's why he shaved it in a v-neck. But it still <laughs> okay. shows at some point. So it just looks weird. Yeah, I I don't know. I I I watched it in standard definition, and maybe I didn't. I maybe yeah. I didn't see it. I, I didn't notice it. But yeah. now that but, you mention, it's like, oh, okay. <laughs> but it is a, a, another like Nicolas Cage thing. It feels like a very Nicolas Cage thing to do. To just can you shave your chest? No. No, so, man. Why? <laughs> yeah, but I, I I understand. Like you gotta look like more like an eighteen year old. Oh yeah, I'm eighteen. Come on. Yeah, but I mean, you're an actor. Come on. I know. Just... Yeah, 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 sure, sure, sure. <laughs> I mean, some, some, some people. I'm not saying it's a good thing, but some people don't look lose like a lot of weight or gain a lot of weight. Yeah. Can, can you just shave, shave your chest? No. No, man. <laughs> sure, maybe this is the movie to do it. But if it is like your first serious part in a movie come on shouldn't you just do whatever they say i would sort of do it <laughs> i mean if, if this was my first real movie as a main character i wouldn't be like no i'm too big to, <laughs> to do what Hell the director no, says no 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 you need to you need to keep your integrity that's why he has the career he has today yeah, yeah oh, shit, obviously <laughs> <laughs> so uh, yeah yeah uh so this is the first movie of the season one Nicolas Cage podcast. Yes, we should ma- we should mention that because no. I, I think we're gonna wrap up pretty soon. Um, we because uh, when we sat down to make this list, we made a list of the movies. We immediately um, removed all the 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 movies where it just has a, a small role or when it's just a voice role because that was a, a rule we had for um, for Adam Sandler as well. Mm. Um, so if, with Adam Sandler, that was like we still had like oh I think it was like sixty movies or something, and that was yeah. like oh that's a lot, but I guess we'll do it. We did the same with uh, Nicolas Cage, and that still what was it two hundred movies? <laughs> uh, no, not two hundred. I, I think it's it's it, all everything in counted. I think it's like all right. Everything was everything yeah. is like one hundred eighty, one hundred sixty something. But yeah, we, we we got it down to uh eighty five movies. Right, uh, right, right, yeah. right, right, right. Or no, eighty-four movies. It is. Um, okay. But still, that's if we do one a week. That's uh, one and a half years. So <laughs> exactly. Yeah. So we decided to um, to split it up into seasons. So this is the first episode of season one, yeah. which is yeah. It starts with Valley Girl and it ends, um, I think, pretty properly. With him getting his first Oscar, well, like yeah. his only Oscar to date, um, for leaving Las Vegas. Exactly. So that, this is all the movies before he gets his Oscar. That's season one. Yeah, eighties, uh, eighties, and mid nineties or early nineties. Yeah. Uh, 
Yeah, so it's uh, yeah, 83 to 95. Yes. And uh, what what's the next one? It's Rumblefish. Yeah, right? next was Rumblefish. Uh, so I one of the reasons I suggest, suggested this uh, actor to go after Adam Sandler uh, yeah. w- was because I was uh, thinking of uh, watching some Nicolas Cage movies because he, he has released a lot of new Nicolas Cage uh, new movies that I haven't seen. Uh, yeah. Like, uh, that sounds really good, actually. Interesting, at least. And a few that I know that you have been uh, asking me to watch for quite a while. Oh, okay. Uh, <laughs> uh, Mandy. <clears throat> uh, ah, yes, Mandy. Uh, and then I... So I started to look uh, back in his... And see, oh, I've seen a lot of movies with Nicolas Cage. And I started scrolling on his list on IMDb. And I, I realized, no, 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 I haven't. Yeah. I haven't seen a lot at all. I thought you've I seen, had. No, you've seen a lot. He's just made an insane amount of movies. Yeah. Uh, <laughs> and this, this uh, season one... I have only seen one movie of all of these. Okay, I've I've seen uh, I've seen a couple of them. Yeah. Uh, not a lot of them. So yeah, the only one I've seen is Racing Arizona. Uh, oh okay, and that's I, I haven't seen that one. <laughs> and that's because like a way 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 of a lot of years, I think it was back in film school. I I watched through all the Coen Brothers movies. Ah, oh, uh, okay. and that's why I watched that one. Um, yeah. So yeah, it's a lot of new interesting thing. But next week it's Rumblefish. Rumblefish, made it, yes. Made in the same year. Yeah, um, which is funny. We talked about m- removing when he just has bit parts. I mean, it's it's a considerable. He's like the second uh, second biggest part in the movie, but it's he's not technically not a lead in the movie. Mm. But um, uh, I I think you talked about removing it, but I I I wanted to keep it. Mainly, mainly because um, when we when I started doing research for this, I, I bought some Nicolas Cage movies because uh, I, st- I still collect uh, physical movies, and I and I bought the um, uh, the Criterion edition of Rumblefish. <laughs> so I was like, "No, man, I spent thirty bucks on this. We're gonna fucking talk about Rumblefish." <laughs> yeah, I I, I think cause there's as stated, there's a lot I haven't seen, so. Uh, I just removed everything that wasn't an animated, voiced, or uh, wasn't main act, main character. Uh, yeah, I yeah, all those. Yeah. But there was a few that you you asked me to put back. So Rumblefish yeah, is one of those. Rumblefish was one, and then later in this in season one, we're going to talk about a Deadfall, where he's also he's also uh, a smaller role. But boy, we need to watch that one. <laughs> <laughs> yeah, uh, that's for later. That's for later. Yeah, um, I think. That's it. I don't know if I. I don't think I have anything else. Uh, if there's nothing more we need to talk about this podcast as a whole. No, I don't think so. Um, just to just to just to re- reiterate, you gave it a five out of ten. Yes. Um, you liked it, but uh, it hasn't aged well. Yeah. Uh, and I and I, I I I'll say the same, but because I was so charmed by Nicolas Cage, I gave it a seven out of ten. But definitely. Hasn't aged well. I, I'd say for me, uh, a rewrite or th- or two, and I, I'd be oh, happy sure. with it. But uh, yeah, I, yeah. it feels a little too much as a first first draft. Yeah, definitely for me. Um, so, uh, do do you do you have anything to plug before we uh, before we no. depart? Uh, Any Twitter handles or Instagram or other podcasts or? No, I, this, this is everything I do on the internet. I'm not doing anything else. Yeah. <laughs> All right. Well, I'll I'll mention my YouTube channel where I talk more about movies, not just Nicolas Cage movies. It's uh, please don't make a scene. Um, 
And on there, of course, you can watch uh, our last podcast, the Adam Sandler podcast. Um, and I also have the spoiler cast on there with my sister, which is, like I mentioned before, it's on all major um, uh, platforms, which this will be uh, as well. As well. Um, so check that out if you want to uh, hear us talk about more uh, contemporary movies um, or older movies. But just it's not Nicolas Cage-centric. <laughs> Um, and then if you want to support any of the podcasts or, or, or stuff we, we do on, on YouTube, there is a link to our Patreon. Um, we don't have any specific, uh, rewards or tiers for the Nicolas Cage podcast. Uh, but, um, there are some perks, uh, there are commentary tracks, uh, exclusive videos and stuff. So check that out as well. Uh, there, there's, like I said, there's going to be links all over the place. Um, but that's it for this episode. And we'll see you uh, in a week when we're going to talk about Rumblefish, a Coppola movie, a Francis Ford Coppola movie. Oh, very prestigious. <laughs> uh, but yeah, that's it. Thank you so much for listening, and uh, we'll see you. Bye. Bye, everyone. Madness in the Method is part of Please Don't Make a Scene. Look us up on YouTube for more podcasts. The show is produced by Tobias Vidin and executive producer is Annika Vidin. Original concept by Christopher Berlin. The show is hosted by Tobias Vidin and Christopher Berlin. Sound editing and mixing is by Tobias Vidin and Christopher Berlin. A huge thank you to all our sponsors over on Patreon. Rasmus Jonsson, Lara Kinney, Mom and Dad.